Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We are so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is October 4th in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. Today, we welcome a special guest. Her name is Cassidy uh, from Porch Praise with Cass, a YouTube channel. Cass has an amazing testimony to share with us as she once was an atheist who used to shame Christians. And uh, in 2019, she was actually diagnosed with Crohn's disease and it got to a point where she could not walk or even get out of bed. She wanted to commit suicide because of the pain. But while in the hospital, a woman came by her bedside to pray for her. The next day, she had no pain and could walk again. She could not explain what happened, but she did remember back to that time and uh, did come to believe in Jesus Christ soon after when her good friend shared the gospel with her. And we will be bringing her on with us today on Uptime Community. But first... We're going to be welcoming back our usual uptime panel, and we do bring back Brother Bob Barber, Brother Kevin Hookman, and Brother Robert Hagen. Gentlemen, welcome back. Good evening. Glad to be back. Yes. Glad to be back, too. I mean, listen, we, we're still here, uh, and there, there's a reason for it, right? Amen? Yep. Right. Um, we have a verse of the day today. It is uh, Proverbs 27.1. That's brought to you by BibleGateway.com. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what day a day may bring forth. Okay? And uh, so true. We don't know what the next day will bring, right? Um, Bob, you have, uh, you have come out with another uh, resurrection report, rapture resurrection report. You've, you've talked about the 10 days of awe. Um, mm -hmm. So we are in that now. We are uh, looking at a point in which uh, we could still be looking at a, a rapture, a potential rapture here happening uh, this year uh, during this month. Could you just explain to us a little bit about that? Sure. Basically, in a nutshell, the 10 days of all is the final countdown to the rapture resurrection event and the beginning of the 70 tribulation, I believe. Now, I'm not saying that the rapture resurrection will take place on six on the October sixth or seventh. Okay, people thought that was what I was saying. No, I'm not claiming the date. Okay, I'm just saying is that for this, if this to, to, could be the tribulation period, in order for this to happen, we all thought that maybe everything would just explode and take off like a rocket ship on the Feast of Trumpets, where we know our Heavenly Father is far more forgiving than that. Okay. So this is why the days of all are here. Because, like, hey, you guys saw this seven-week period, I mean, a seven-year period coming from a long distance away. Now it, it's here. Now, before I unleash this thing, I'm going to give you one more chance. I'm going to give you ten days to get ready for this thing. And during this time, the books of heaven are open. I like what Dr. Barry All said, uh, the, uh, the, the living, the dead, and in between. Okay, and that's true. During this time, the books of heaven are open. That's why a lot of blessings are exploding on the earth. The windows of heaven are open. Why are the books of heaven open during the days of all? 
because God is reviewing everybody and everything about this planet, about each individual person. And while these books are open, this will be one of those times I believe the rapture resurrection takes place because the books are open. He's evaluating everybody. Is, is this the time to start the, the Daniel 70th week? Is Israel ready? Is the bride of Christ ready? Okay. Is the world ready? What's the heart cement like? And that's what the days of all are. That's basically God just evaluating every individual person, every you know corporate entity, okay, Israel corporately, the body of Christ corporately. He's evaluating all that. All the books are open. And then on the Day of Atonement, after doing the evaluation period, which is also our final warning before final impact, okay, then, you know, and then at that point the, the books close, and then he makes a decision. And then based on whatever that decision is, then it gets executed on the earth. Basically, here's like the thing. It's basically the 10 days of all. Imagine when, when they do a demo on a building, okay? We are 10 days out, okay? Well, next, let me explain it this way. When they're doing a demo on a building, they're preparing everything, okay? You, you see that they're getting everything prepared. But on the day they destroy that building, what do they do? They have a countdown, <laughs> A final countdown. Everybody gets out of the building. Everything, you know, everybody gets away. Everybody gets like a quarter mile away. Everybody gets in position. There's a final countdown. And I believe that's what the 10 days of all is. This is our final countdown. Because the, the, the seven-year tribulation is a seven-year period. Okay? It's a grand seven-year period. But the grand seven-year period begins with a final countdown. And that begins at Feast of Trumpets, which is a, a trumpet sound, which is a warning sound. Seven days of all in between, which also the seven days of Noah's in the ark. Okay. Seven days when the Israelites went around the city of Jericho before God made the call. Everything came down, crashing down after seven days. Same thing here. And then after the seven days of all, then we have the Day of Atonement. And if God makes the decision, hey, let's do it. Close the books. Judgment goes. And then the body of Christ, who are all of us. We are basically removed from the earth at this point because God made the call. God made the decree on the Day of Atonement after evaluating the seven days of all, I mean, ten days of all of everybody here. Back in bags. Made the decision. Time to go. Time to go. Hey, we're starting the tribulation, everybody. All right. And everybody, you know, I, I, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing here. I think that's it's the best way to do it. You know, it actually makes sense because if everything would have happened on the day of the Feast of Trumpets, what would have been the point? Of the days of all, you know, I think God needs to honor this warning time, especially if it's the final ten days. You know, because God, God's giving everybody a warning. God's been showing everybody the signs in heavens. Everything He's been doing. We've been talking about here for the last two, three years. Okay, two years actually. But now He's like, okay, here we go. Ten seconds. Here we go. Ten, (laughs) nine, eight, seven. It's like it's like counting off a rocket ship. It takes them all this time to get everything ready. But then they do a 10-second countdown before the actual event begins. And that's what we're looking at, the days of all. Thank you for that, Bob. Appreciate it. And God's also a God of order. You know, he's He's not the author of confusion. And things are done decently and in order. And this is something that will once again be done decently and in order. But uh, it's like Bob was saying, he's He's given everybody a chance. And that's why we're still here. Mm-hmm. Um, to make, to uh, proclaim the gospel, to get people to uh, turn back home, you know, to 
have them uh, give Jesus Christ a chance you know, and turn from their ways that are not his ways, to mm-hmm. say the least. So, Amen. You know, what they want to mention about this whole thing, though, and I may or may not put out a report, so I'm going to mention it right here. How do I believe it could go down is the judgment will be declared, and then there's there are four days in between the days of all and the beginning of the tabernacle, the seven-day period. Seven-day period, which is also a parallel of the seven-year tribulation, which we are gone. So I'm thinking myself, just throwing it out there, maybe perhaps the judgment is declared on the Day of Atonement. During those four days, a lot of bad things will begin to happen while we're here. And then when it starts to look really grim, then we're taken out of here on the first day of tabernacles, just saying, because then we're tabernacling, tabernacling in heaven with our heavenly Savior for seven years, just like Feast of Tabernacles is seven days. So hmm. I'm thinking that's how it could possibly go down. Love it. Awesome. Hey, uh-huh. we'll see. And, and, you know, it's all exciting. or very, very exciting to be in this time period, right? I mean, we all of us. I mean, we, we can't take any of this for granted, folks. Yeah. I mean, this is this is real. This is really real, right? So uh, it's not really real to a lot of people who just don't know the Lord, who don't understand uh, his his ways, his uh, his precepts, his his uh, word. But it becomes real when you when you become a spirit filled believer in Christ. You believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It becomes real. It becomes very real. And uh, thank you for that, uh, Bob. Uh, you have a video up there, so go to End Time Dream and Vision. That's Bob's channel. You can uh, catch that uh, last video that we were discussing on his platform on his channel, uh, which we are uh, multicasting to right now. But that's. Bob Barber, edv4me.org is his website. And uh, thank you for all that you do there, Bob. We appreciate it. So without further ado, we should uh, bring on our guest for tonight, and she's going to share her testimony. Uh, one of the reasons why I decided to bring her on was, um, first of all, I was fascinated by the testimony. Uh, she has a, a supernatural experience in the hospital. Um, she's going through a lot right now in her own life. And uh you know, uh, from what I know, she's still young in the Lord. Folks, we were all there at one point. We were all there. And uh, we need to we need to be there for, you know, for those who are coming, uh, coming up and coming out and in, in spreading the gospel and learning about Jesus. And this is we have a whole nother generation coming up learning about the Lord. Um, we want to see more of that. We, de- we definitely want to see more of that. So we do welcome Cass on with us. Cass, thank you for joining us tonight. I think you're muted. Here you go. There you go. All right. Thank you you for the introduction. I'm happy Mm -hmm. to be here. Yes. Well, we're happy to have you on. And uh, please uh, let let us know, let the audience know uh, your testimony, uh, how it all began, how it all began, who you used to be. And who you are now, because this is very important. Yeah, it's a true 180 story. Um, so uh, before I was a believer, um, I have videos explaining it more in depth, but I'll just do a little summary. Um, 
I was an extreme atheist and I say extreme because I actively like went out of my way to shame anyone who was Christian, anyone who believed in God. I, it was terrible. I had a, I even had a best friend, um, who was Christian and I would tear her down any chance I could get. Um, and I worked for PETA. So I did a lot of like vegan protests, um, I was just honestly not a, not a good person, and um, I was very rude and had a lot of anger. Um, I also um, was pansexual, bisexual, um, so I dated girls as well. Um, so I was very involved with like pride parades, um, vegan protests, kind of just in that whole whole realm. Um, and then it was June 2019. Um, I had a really bad stomach ache. So I went to the hospital and um, they basically said that I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, which I kind of assumed it was going to be that. Um, my sister also has Crohn's disease and um, she actually had a surgery as well uh, where she got like half of her intestines removed. So I kind of knew it was, it was a hereditary disease. Um, so that kind of began my pain journey. Um, so after I was diagnosed, um, I was just in now the hospital. I couldn't eat my pain every day, just got worse and worse. Uh, I lost about 60 pounds in three months. I could barely eat. I I was just like nothing. I was turning into a bag of bones. I really didn't have any hope for living. I had a lot of panic attacks, um, a lot of suicidal thoughts. Um, I became addicted to pain medicine, um, a lot of marijuana, just anything to numb the pain. Um, I lost a lot in my personal life, um, friends even some family. Um, uh, it was a lot. It was a lot to happen in a short amount of time. So from June 2019 to December 2019, that was like six months of just like intense pain, like level 10 pain. It, like to put it in perspective, um, I know in my testimony video, I said like, like basically like 10 Charlie horses. Um, all the time. I mean, I was so bedridden. I even lifting my legs was hard. My mom would have to walk me to the bathroom sometimes. Um, it felt like my intestines were just being like twisted, like constantly. Um, and I, that also caused a lot of back pain too, where, I mean, I couldn't get out of bed. I was just, I was a vegetable. I was nothing. And I just wanted to leave this world so bad. And during that time, I never really thought about the afterlife or um, anything like that. It was just more of like, I just want out. I want nothing to do with this. I just, I want to be out of here. I can't do this. Um, so there was a few times I was on suicide watch um, when the pain would get really bad. Um, and yeah, just lost all hope. I didn't know what to do. So, um, in December, I, at this point, I think I was, I was about 80 pounds. So, I mean, I was just 
bones and um it was christmas eve and i think at this point i maybe had like a banana in the last week or two weeks um so i was like to my family i was like it's time like i gotta go back to the hospital and i was already in and out of the hospital and they were trying different uh, medications for crohn's on me to stop the inflammation but nothing was working at all um so i get into the hospital and you know, I was getting excited. I was like, okay, like I can't eat. I am 80 pounds. Like this is terrible, but this is my way out. Like I'm getting out of this world. I don't care what's after there. I don't care. I'm getting out. Um, so I even, like I started writing my will, um, getting that stuff all figured out. Um, cause I mean, I could see it, even the looks on my family and my friends, like when they came to visit me, like I mean, I, I had guilt for living. I was like, I don't want to put my family through this pain. Like, I, I don't want to see them suffer because of my suffering. So I was like, you know what? This is perfect. I'll get out of here, out of, out of their way. Um, so, yeah, it was like, I guess from Christmas Eve, I guess it was like three days in. Um, I really, like, I felt it. And in, in, I guess I didn't think it was a spirit at that time, but I felt it in my heart. That I was like, this is my last night on earth. Like, this is it. This is done. And I was, I was excited. So I was like, no more pain, just darkness. I don't, I don't even know what went through my mind at that time. Um, so uh, every day, and I've been in this hospital, like, I'm a regular. So um, I know, you know, all the people that work there, even a lot of them went to high school with me. So um, I knew basically everyone. And I had the same dietitian every morning. And even on that Friday morning, um, the dietitian came in the morning, you know, asked what I could eat when they know I couldn't eat anything. And I was just like, water. And even water hurt me at that time. So it was, it was a struggle. Um, and then, so that night, it was a Friday night and this woman comes in around like 7 PM and, you know, the dietitian has already been in today. So this was unwarranted, like she was not supposed to be here. And this woman comes in and she's a beautiful Jamaican woman. And she begins to ask like, oh, like, what can you eat? All that. And I'm just like, nothing, nothing. And I'm pretty sure I like started to cry at that point, um, which I, I really didn't have any energy left. I was just like a vegetable, just like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. So, um, she was just like, we need to pray. We need to pray. And I was like, no, like I'm an atheist. You are not doing this to me. I am ready to get out of here. I don't want any hope. Like, no, don't, no, 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 no. Um, but she insisted very much so. And, um, she went to my bedside, grabbed my hands and, um, it was, it was a long prayer. It was probably like a minute or two. Um, she also pray, prayed for like my sister. I do remember that, but the, the words that I do remember the most is like, you will heal and you will be a healer. I remember that. Um, and she left and, you know, I could feel like the passion in her prayer and I was confused. I was like, girl, you don't even know me. Like, why, why do you care about me? Like, um, and yeah, I, when she left after that, I, I didn't expect anything. And I was like, okay, yeah, crazy talk. Let's, let's get out of here. So, um, 
I go to sleep that night and um, I wake up the next day and I have absolutely no pain at all. I have no inflammation. Like you could see in my stomach, you could see that it was like extended. Um, and especially in my small intestine, it was like really large there. Um, and that was just gone. It was just gone. And I could walk again. I like, I felt like on like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when the old man gets up, he's like, woohoo. Uh, <laughs> I felt like that. I was like, I, I got this light within me. Like I have a light within me. I'm ready. I have hope. Like, and it was just, everyone was just like, what? Like, what is going on? Like, she didn't even have this before, like, before she even got sick. Um, so uh, I just kept saying, like, I have this light within me. I don't know what it is. I have a light within me. And I call my best friend, Karis, who he's shame for being Christian. And I call her. I'm like, girl, I don't know what happened, but I have a light within me. Like, I have hope. Like, I, I got this. Like, it's fine. Like, whatever. And... I still didn't like have the conclusion that um, it was like divine intervention or anything supernatural. Um, So I um, like was telling the doctors, I was like, I'm getting out of here. Y'all can't keep me. I'm getting out. And they're like, no, like we're going to keep you one more day. And I was like, okay, fine. whatever." So um, it was one more day in the hospital. And then I got out and I was on top of the world. I was like, I am healthy. I am skinny. Like I can do this. Um, so I rebelled, I rebelled really, really hard and I went back to my old ways very much so and was drinking, smoking, living it up, um, you know, throwing my body around, doing whatever I could do. Cause I was like, Oh, I have this, this new body that I can go out and do what I want. Um, so that lasted for a couple months and then COVID hit. So um, that kind of gave me the chance to like, really like think about it. And I went through the phases of like, Oh, like mother nature and Buddha. I like, I have a like Buddhist tattoo and vegan tattoo. Yeah. Vegan tattoo. Um, so I was just kind of really figuring it out of like, all right, what's this, what's this world about? Um, and from there, um, like I started to go to like the Hare Krishna events. I was really just searching. Like I was like, I got to find this truth. And <laughs> I was so stubborn. I like didn't want to go to God. I didn't want to go to Jesus. I was like, no, 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 I, no, I, I can't. I've been atheist for so long. I can't, I can't say that I was wrong. Um, and then I had a friend come back into my life and she um, was a strong believer. And um, I remember hanging out with her and I would just be like, whenever she would talk about God, I'd be like, well, that's the universe in my mind. Like, so I was like, okay, the universe, that's, that's God. And kind of went down that path. So it was a lot of searching. And then I was like the power of now and all that jazz. Um, so then it was June 1st, 2020. And I just woke up. And all I had on my mind was her hands, like her hands touching me. I just remembered her hands and I thought back to it and she was, and she said, you will heal and be a healer. So that was just replaying in my mind. I was like, all right, this girl was praying, obviously praying to God. And she said I would heal and I healed. So there's something in there. And that kind of went down the route of like, I was just searching. Um, I got the app, uh, got questions. So I was like, all right, if I'm going to have to debunk a lot of things in this mind of mine. So I uh, 
was just starting to do a little research, I opened up my, my heart to God and I was like, okay, you show me. Um, and then I called my friend Shannon, who was the friend that, um, came back into my life. And I was like, all right, I believe in this, this God that you've been talking about. And she like, um, I don't really remember the conversation. I asked her about it, but she didn't, um, remember, remember the details, but I know that it was my first time praying to God. Like it it was the most awkward feeling thing. And I'm on the phone with her and, um, she's like walking me through the prayer of like, you know, I'm a sinner in need of a savior. Um, I believe this, I believe that Jesus, um, died, was buried and resurrected, um, and that he is the son of God and, um, you know, you know, the gospel, (laughs) Um, and yeah, after that, um, my faith just started building. I was just, I mean, I was so obsessed with God. So I was like, I finally found the truth. Like I finally found it. And, um, and I still, I mean, I've had crazy surgery since then. I've had really, really bad seasons of pain and, um, surgeries and, but I can tell you that, Jesus was by my side and I wouldn't have gotten through that without him. I I look back and I'm like, how did I do that? And I'm like, I didn't do that. Like Jesus carried me because there's no way I would have gotten, gotten through that without him. And, um, you know, I, I see his hand through everything I've been through and through everything I go through now, um, from like talking to nurses about Jesus to my family, um, coming closer to God and, and there's been some remarkable things through it. So um, he really does use the bad to bring out his ultimate good. Um, and I'm not fully healed yet. I do have an elosme bag and an IV to my heart. Um, so I do have those things that I'm dealing with. But uh, we just pushed up my surgery to be uh, mid-November, we're thinking. So it'll be a quick surgery because I had a CAT scan and everything is healed. They thought they would have to take away like half of my um, intestines, half of my colon. And the CAT scan was like, oh, well, you're pretty much healed. So we just kind of have to do a reversal, which is nothing. And um, I also, so during my, um, I was on different medications for Crohn's and one of the medications um, caused a cancer tumor about this big in my um, femur bone. And the last CAT scan I had, it was just gone. So he's, he's healing me. He, and he really is healing me. And I know this surgery will be quick and I'm so much stronger than I was. And I've built up this strength that I know this surgery will be nothing. And now I'm not really in pain. I have, you know, a few bad days, but it's nothing compared to how I was. So all glory to the most high. (laughs) And yeah, that's kind of where I am at now. That's amazing. That's amazing. It's such a it's a, such a great thing to uh, be in that situation where God is just doing so much in in different different time periods too. You can yeah. see in your there's a progression in your faith walk. The first the healing, which you you really didn't know what to explain how to explain it. It just happened and it was supernatural, but it didn't really click to the point where you understood the area of, of um, repentance, the area of sin, um, understanding what the gospel of right. Jesus Christ really was until it came to your friend. 
Yeah. But the the healing came back because in your mind as a remembrance, um, and it was part of the testimony, which is which is really fascinating. I find it very fascinating. But the gospel message is the most important thing, and I think that is one of the key um, ingredients and in understanding of of how you became saved, because it shows that even if a supernatural healing happens, it doesn't mean that you're going to know who Jesus is and that you believe that he is the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and that he is our savior, right? It had to be that point where you, you know, your friend, Shannon, uh, brought you to an understanding of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, uh, but I can totally relate with you uh, in terms of praying, to God because that awkwardness and um, feeling that way is just, you know, coming out of where we once were and being lost. For me, I, I can relate to that because I felt the same way. It was just a very awkward experience, but it was like going back to childhood, right? It was yeah. becoming back. You're like going back to being a child again. And that, that simplicity of the faith and, and uh, just kind of like the, the mind of a child and having the eyes of the child um, and looking at God in that that way is something that you'll never forget. And that awkwardness just breaks at a certain point. It just completely breaks. And you just become immersed in the love and understanding of Jesus Christ. But of course, we need his word to understand him even more so. And um, I'm, I'm sure everyone here on the panel agrees to that. I don't know if you've had that experience too, but Cass, uh, how old are you? I'm 27. You 27. So yeah. you are the age when I came to understanding and when I came to the Lord Jesus Christ. Nice. And and yes. So I was at that age too. I'm now 44. I mean, that's, <laughs> so there's been a little bit of time, uh, but listen, I, I, it goes quick uh, for me. I mean, my faith walk, um, you know, we, we, we need prayer. We need to lift Cass up also because you're fairly, uh, you know, young in the Lord. And, uh, and you know, there are going to be people who will mistake in some of your, uh, you know, your excitement, uh, you know, you're, as, as part of being pride or being prideful. There's, that's going to be easy to be done because it happened to me, too. Uh, your zeal for the Lord can tend to, you know, to be for other people, uh, be mistaken as pride. Uh, and, but it's not the case. And, and I know how you feel about that because believe me, I was there too. Uh, so, but we need to lift Cass up and we're going to do that too, uh, toward the end of the program. But, um, you know, thank you for that. And, uh, I hope a lot of people are blessed by that testimony. Um, let's, let's bring it up, open up for discussion. Um, I'm sure the guys have some questions as well. I do apologize for the crickets in the background. Uh, I'm not even going to bother telling you where I, I have to broadcast from, but anyway, it's just, it's like, um, crickets and everything. Hopefully we'll be upgraded at some point. Um, maybe that'll be in heaven, but we'll see, uh, whatever. Um, so guys, what did you think of, what did you think of Cass's testimony? I thought that was, uh, that was tremendous. Um, it's, it's, uh, I, I'm, I apologize for going I went dark on everything. It just went, everything went. So I, I, I knew it was going to be a good night when that happens on my end. Um, just to be able to um, be a seeker 
Uh, the word says that those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Uh, interesting that you brought up the Buddhism because I was involved in Buddhism in my youth. And uh, I was seeking the truth through different uh, substances and different philosophies. and um, But I always had a hunger for the truth. And as long as you have a hunger for the truth, uh, the one true and living God will find you, I believe. Amen. And uh, he's, uh, you know, I say many times when we're on here and, and some of the teachings I do, just give Jesus Christ a chance. That's all you need to do. Yeah. And then buckle your seatbelts because he's going to he's going to teach you. And um, he'll teach you through different people, uh, circumstances like the like the Jamaican lady that was there that actually was never there uh, yeah. I had experience like that similar thing happened to me at the san francisco airport many years ago and i guess it's okay if i share this i'm great i was talking to you about it on sunday oh sure um i was picking up my uh my wife and son at the airport this was this was many many years ago in san francisco airport people usually don't help you okay let's just put it that way it's the quick, quickest way to do it we got the bags and we're heading up to the car, which is on the top deck of the parking garage. And I turn around, and these two guys are walking toward us. One guy was kind of tall and thin and didn't say anything. And the other guy was um, a little shorter. And he said, well, can we help you put your bags in your car? And I normally I would have said, no, nah, we're good. But I felt that, yeah, sure. And so they came up and they helped us put the bags in the car. And uh, I'm not making this up either, people. I'm not making this up. This is true. I turned to I turned to thank them, and we were a good 50 yards, maybe farther from the stairwell going down to the terminal. And when I turned to thank these guys, they were both gone. And I looked around. Wow. I looked in every direction. I asked Janice, "Where'd they go?" And she said, I don't know, but they were right there. And I, I, to this day, believe they were angels that the Lord sent to help and uh, give him the praise and glory for that. But uh, why did he do that? I don't know. Maybe it's because of, I was so stressed out because of what was going on. I don't know. But he, he does those types of things. Um, he continues to do those types of things. He appears to people. Uh, Bob can tell you about that. He's got all kinds of um, folks that contact him with visitations and things like that. Um, I think all of us have different stories about that. But um, he's not, you know, he is the one true and living God. He wants all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. Just as Greg was saying, it's important to have the word. An experience of healing is wonderful, but there's many times people get healed and they never come to the truth. So uh, I know I'm very thankful that you got healed and you are being healed. And if the word over you was that you're going to be healed and be a healer, you better fasten your seatbelt because you're you're in for quite a life, young lady. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, if the word spoken by that lady is is prophetic which I was listening to you and I believe it was, then the key is to be 
is to be faithful. And it's not always going to be easy. It's, none of us, can, all of us can talk about how being a Christian is easy, right, you guys? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> many, many times it's not. It's not easy. Many times it's very tough. But we know that God is faithful. We all have stories about God's faithfulness. We have seen him be faithful. He's always faithful. We aren't, but he always is. And as long as we continue to seek him, what you're going to do, he'll show you his faithfulness. And I've already talked too much, but that's kind of my spiel for the night here, because I think that um, it's marvelous to see, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm 70 years old. I've been around the block more times than I care to talk about. But I'm thankful to see, uh, Greg and I were talking about this Sunday. I'm thankful to see young people, how, how God is bringing young people back. Like when I was, believe it or not, at one point a young person and got saved. And he brought me through a lot of stuff. And he's doing it. He's he's doing that again. And it's almost like he's uh, the the excitement and enthusiasm of a young person who's uh, thrilled with knowledge of the word of God and, and has seen that in their lives. It really it, it helps a. It helps an older guy like me to go, you know, God's not done yet. And uh, so I'm I'm thankful for what you said. And uh, I'll certainly be praying for you. I know that. And I know the guys here will be, too. So thanks. That was. Thank you. Extremely cool. I I, I think I forgot to mention, too. um, I tried to search for the woman. Um, Like, as I said, I was a regular at the hospital. So. she, I didn't, I didn't recognize her. I searched on the online, uh, like databases. And I think I even went into the hospital and asked, um, about her and, and just, I can't, she can't be found. Um, so that kind of like got me into thinking, I was like, okay, this, this, this was an angel. So I would have probably been the same way if that, that had happened to me, I would have been looking for that person. Yeah. Who is this person who prayed over me? I was like, I need, I need proof. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Bob. You're uh, muted. You're muted. Okay, you're still muted. I don't hear you. It might be your mic. You might have your mic. Might be muted. Yeah, your your mic itself has a has a mute. No. All right. Well, uh, sign language. You, you want to do? <laughs> yeah. All right. He's yeah. coming back. Bob will be back. He has a lot to to talk about. So, Kevin, uh, any comments? Uh, well, you know, I did my homework before Cass came on, and Cass gave us an extra week as well, so um, there was no excuse. But uh, I watched. Uh, <laughs> I watched a bunch of her videos, um, so I knew what was coming. Um, I even watched the one where she said a whole bunch of things about her, bad things about herself. Oh yeah, that was a that had to have been rough. Very um, candid. <laughs> yeah, and tell me about it. Maybe maybe TMI, but 
<laughs> the, but, but really, um, what ultimately came out of it, though, was that, you know, you you made a you made a total change. I mean, like you you can't make more of a change. <laughs> I mean, some people go from like, oh yeah, you know, I didn't believe this, or I was doing, you know, maybe what these things, and then I and then I slowly kind of turned. But I mean, you the things you were doing before and the things you did after are just totally opposite. <laughs> um, I'm just wondering, Cass, like. This this culture. I mean, you're you're just a little bit younger than than like Robert and me. Um, you're 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 at least a couple years younger than Greg. But I mean, you're you're younger than us, and and you're in a different generation than we are. And it's it it just appears to me that the generation that you're in and the people that you did some of those. I got to say, like loony or crazy activities with like out in front of the Senate, for example. Yeah. Um, it just, I'm wondering like what, what, like what, what caused you to, and your friends to do things like that? I mean, what, what exactly did you think you guys were gaining and did you actually get fulfillment out of those things? Yeah. So a lot of my friends just thought I was crazy. Um, I'm a very all or nothing person. And um, I thought that being a part of like veganism, which I do think, you know, there are like health benefits, but um, being so involved and in, in consumed by it, like I just, I basically made that my God. Like I just thought I was like, and it was all about control. Like I just want to control everyone. And I just put animals above people. So like that just kind of like, I was like, okay, I am saving the world because of look at my carbon footprint of not eating animals and look what I'm doing. Why aren't you doing it? So it was all about control. And like, I thought that was my purpose in life. Like I thought that was the reason for why I was living. I was like, I need to save these animals. Do you feel like, like the, the, I mean, everybody kind of goes through this as, as in their youth, but it really seems like. The, the 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 your that your generation hasn't grown out of it in terms of like just understanding that there is a bigger there's a bigger purpose and it's and that they they aren't everything like there's no there's no humility um, whatsoever there's no shame there's no I mean it's just like people like some things that you were doing as well is like you were going online and you were bragging about things that you were doing in, in shaming other people yet you felt no shame for it. Yeah. It, 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 it kind of leads me to believe that the, that the re, one of the reasons why maybe only about five or 10% of your generation is actually saved is because they have not ever humbled themselves before anything, let alone the Lord. Yeah. We all think that we're the main character of this story when Jesus is the main character, not us. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I mean, was there a lot um, of stuff that your friends and you talked about regarding climate change as well? Oh, yeah. I used to have full out like panic attacks about climate change to where the like I would just I mean, I would drop down and like like I wouldn't even like eat with anyone who ate meat like I would. I remember at my graduation party, 
um, I said, no meat. And then my stepdad brought in meat and I had a full on breakdown in front of everyone. Like, and yeah, I was every day I had so much anxiety about climate change, like so much anxiety. It, it overtook me at any chance it got. Wow. Were, were, were your friends and you aware of like the hypocr- hypocritical nature of of those who have actually advocate for climate change? Were they aware of like John Kerry's trips on his private planes and then, you know, the 16 year old activist who goes to Java and tells or Fiji and tells everyone not to go to Fiji. And yet she went to Fiji. And I mean, you know, are you guys aware? Were were you guys aware of any of that stuff? Oh yeah. We were aware, but it was like, well, like, look at their, look at what they're doing by what they're eating. Like, they're already saving so much, so it doesn't matter what they do. Like, it was just, it was such a just. So they didn't uh, eat hamburgers, but that, that allowed them to go on their private yeah. plane. So I yeah. Well, I mean, what about people who are like, who are meat eaters, like the Obamas, for example, and, and, and they buy property on, you know, uh, on an island, and, and yet they advocate that, you know, advocate that the world is going to end because of climate change and the seas are going to rise. Right. I mean, did, didn't, didn't, I mean, didn't you guys see like, hey, these people are actually hypocrites. I don't want to be a part of that movement and part of them. Yeah, I was, I mean, a lot of that, like the truth was like hidden uh, mostly. So like, I didn't even like, even when I did that, like see that stuff, I would just kind of be like, oh no, that's, that's boo hickey. That's nothing. Like I would just like do anything in my mind to just because I was so convinced that I was in the right. Yeah. Um, that you just no you just justify it away, basically, right? Yeah. Have you, uh, God, can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Bro. Okay. Yes. You know what? Uh, these precious uh, activists about climate change. You know, see how how important it is about these cow, cow farts and make sure you eat all vegetables <laughs> and stuff like that. The the globalist uh, climate change activists now in the Western nation, Western nation liberals. This is what they said in the Huffington Post. This says they are claiming now that a small nuclear war would be good for climate change. It will drop the temperature of the earth by two by two degrees. So now they're pushing for nuclear war. So those are the people, demonic people like you wouldn't believe pushing that stuff. That is a sick mind. To, yeah. to to actually hope for a nuclear war, which is going to kill untold number yeah. of people in order to lower the Earth's temperature by two degrees. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. they never read the book of Revelation. How do they feel about Revelation chapter 16 when that angel goes and pours the vial on the sun and scorches the entire Earth? Right. Okay, yeah. where's your climate change stuff there? Right, right. They have no idea what's coming. No idea. No, they don't. No idea. It's very sad to see that people have have basically given themselves over all the way into Mm -hmm. Satan. Because, I mean, what does Satan want? Satan wants people to die. Satan wants people to to not come to Christ and to die and wants to give them no opportunity whatsoever. And so... All of these things that we're seeing are all pointing toward the same thing, which is, uh, you know, they talk about health care and yet it is infanticide because they're talking of some of these people talk about afterbirth. And so when you're when you go that far, then 
that's obviously it's a plan of Satan. And yet <clears throat> this younger generation right. has latched onto that and, and basically taken that upon themselves and become advocates for those evil people that are basically trying to, to push killing other people. Well, well each, each generation, each generation yeah. has gone, gone through phases. And I think, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, Bob, real quick. But, yeah, go ahead. Um, this generation now is, and we know that the, the word says that the author of confusion is the adversary. You know, he's, he's the, he's the liar. He's the father of lies. He's the one that he's confusion central. Okay. Um, back in my generation, um, that song, who our generation, you know, anyway, um, back in my generation, it was, uh, you know, rock and roll music and, Use as many drugs as you could, as often as you could, to see how many different lights you could see or whatever. And it was if you, if you if it felt good, do it. And it really, we we weren't thinking about climate change. We weren't thinking about things like that. Mm-hmm. But now it's now it's gone into another uh, another phase. And this is what's happening now. But I think what's what this is doing in a lot of ways, and it's a good point you brought up there, Kevin, is, is really, I think it's going to wake up a lot of people too, because what's happening is once you start to really think about this, instead of just following the crowd, then that's when I believe that that's when the Lord can work in your life. Now, you had a hunger for the truth. You didn't know that you had a hunger for the truth until it was presented to you, but it wasn't, she didn't come in and say, well, now we're going to read Romans 10, 9 and 10. She came in there and prayed for you. And that was what you needed. After that, the other things started to come around after a while. And that's the same way it was with me. You know, you know it wasn't one of the key what, things, Robert, about what Cass was saying was the word fear. Is that she was, a she, Cass, you said you were afraid about a number of different things. And you're like, you were afraid that if people ate meat, then the world was going to end. If you were afraid that if people, you know, drove their cars too much, then the world's going to end. <laughs> if, if, I mean, basically they, they instilled this spirit of fear into you and they have done that in, in, into your generation of people um, amongst numerous different topics. And it, it just feels like like when you have somebody who's who who your generation looks up to, like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, who says the world's going to end in twelve years if we don't do this or that. I mean, that is that is the ultimate fear mongering. And I think that it it just seems like you've you said that you experienced that firsthand. And did you do you feel like that that is one of the really powerful tactics that the politicians and that the people use these days in order to control the population. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think they use, you know, any movement that they can to kind of get you attached and to feel like you're, you're doing something for the world to help these things that can happen. And then in reality, I mean, you're giving up your soul for, for that for that movement but in the end it's it's not in our hands it's we can't control what other people do and 
Yeah. I like what you said there, giving up your soul. Yeah. You know, over the last two years, they've been causing them to give up a little bit at a time, a little bit. Give yeah. up this, give up that, give up this. You, <clears throat> you could do this and you can do that. Give up a little bit of this. Eventually, though, it's going to come to a day where, okay, you have nothing left, but we have everything now since we took everything from you and we tricked you. Now we own everything. You own nothing. Agenda 2030, Klaus Schwab, okay? You're taking part now in order to partake in our digital system. So we give you a measly few credits just so you can buy a loaf of bread every day. Yeah. You have to give us or you have to give Satan your soul and take the mark of the beast. Okay. The final thing we're going to take away from you. Cause we took everything else away. Just like they've been taking a little bit. You can, you know, the whole bowl of the frog inch by inch is a cinch, but they're going to eventually they're going to inch their way up to your soul. And say, okay, we have everything. You have nothing. But you can partake in some of this. Put a mark in your right hand or forehead. And there you go. That's like That's a classic Stockholm Syndrome thing, Bob. Yeah. It's like yeah. they take away everything from you, and then they give you one thing, and you're like, oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you like so much. 59 a gallon is good for gas. Hey, look, mm-hmm. it dropped 50 cents. All right. Hey, moron, it was $2.50 <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> It's still two dollars higher. Who are you fooling? Who are you trying to fool? Yeah, exactly. Come on, man. Who are you trying to fool? Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, put it up there, Greg. You always. No, I don't know. I don't want to scare Cass. No, no. But but Cass, Cass, you broke away from that. See, and and um and and that's that was that must have been really uh, a load off when you basically left the cares of the world behind. The only thing that you really didn't care about, though, at that point was like your life. And that, that's what's amazing about it is like you were afraid of everything, but you weren't afraid to die, which yeah. you really should have been afraid the most about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is oh, which yeah. you can see that now. And you're like, oh, yeah. wow, you know, it's a total, total different mindset, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Like, I mean, I I was destined, I was destined for hell and I was stripped of everything to where all I could see was like, all right, this is the truth. And and yeah, I I was fearful for the wrong thing. And even at my worst, like, like going through all that pain and, and losing all that weight during that six months, I was still like on social media, like climate change, climate change, like don't eat me and still fighting as I'm losing my life and not knowing like where I was headed. So and since then, I've gotten rid of all my social media besides YouTube. So that's that's the only platform I have because I realize the dangers of that, too. You had a bunch of people that were following you when you were doing social media. Um, yeah. did, any, did any of those people follow you over to, to YouTube and are now seeing your um, your testimony and stuff? Uh, I'm not really sure. Someone commented, they were like, didn't you have a vegan Instagram or something? But um, no, I, I was like um, like TikTok famous for a little bit there. Um, but no, no one that I recall, um, has said anything like, I remember you from TikTok, but I'm, I mean, I'm sure that's two different audiences. Well, did you feel like you could have, you could have used that platform to, to witness to them? Oh yeah. I mean, looking back, I'm like, oh, that could have been like a great thing, but with how I am, like I get really sucked into to things and I, I like focusing just on YouTube and like God has blessed me with um, so many subscribers and views on my testimony video that he wants me right here. And then if he puts it on my heart that to expand, then I will. But for right now, I'm where I need to be. 
Nice, right. That's, that's a good. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, I was going to say to you, Cass, uh, before my mic shut off on me, uh, that that person, that woman that came in there, I was saying that you know, if they were able to, they can you know turn the camera on and look at the surveillance cameras to see when she went in, where she when she left, and how she exited the building. You know, maybe they would have caught her. You know, maybe you could still do that. Still, I'm sure they. You know, might be able. Someone might be able to do that for you. Someone could track her, or or if anybody Ooh. went into your room at all. Ooh. Anybody ever walk? <laughs> the gears turning okay. there. Uh, yeah. That's uh, going to become super smooth. I've seen enough stories where people that would happen to people. Yeah, and uh, they were talking to someone. Too, and you know, the thing is, you were on—you were right at death there, Cass. So you were piercing the veil. Yeah. So you—you you could have seen an angel. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Okay, you're piercing the veil, so it wouldn't surprise me that you was seeing an angel at this point. Yeah. So it could have been the case. Maybe they could check that out for you. But here's yeah. the thing: I want to mention, you know, we're looking for the rapture resurrection event, and it's a high possibility as we're going into the. The uh, the latter part of the fall feast days, but you guys see what the Lord did for Cast here, healed her completely. I mean, she was at the, in one end of the spectrum, all the way to the other end of the spectrum, and within what twenty four hours or eight hours, yeah, she also woke up right. Yep. So that's and that's what God did for her. So don't tell me that God cannot give us a new body. Completely yeah. new immortal body that'll never get sick again. That's mm-hmm. God. That's the power of God right there, working right there. It was just a little smidgen. It wasn't the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That, you know, just blew you up and glorified you just just a little bit, and it healed everything in your body. So, what a testimony of God's power right there. Amen. Incredible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a lot like what happened to you when you were going through the Bob when you were going through the worst of the COVID. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I remember that so well. And, and I always, and I, I said afterwards, you know, the adversary messed with the wrong guy because he came out <laughs> twice as strong on the other side, but it was not, you, you didn't come on, you didn't blame God, you didn't curse God, you didn't, Mm-mm. any of that stuff. You just, you remain faithful. And see, that's right. what I was saying earlier. That's a real, that's that's a very important thing. That's I mean, a, and each day, you know, you you can't, you know, I can't say that I'm going to be faithful next week. I got to be faithful tomorrow, mm-hmm. or five minutes from now, and just, yep. you know, that's a very important thing. She she had a she had an angel of the Lord possibly came to her. My testimony was I heard an audible voice from God. At that point, when I everything turned for me, cause I was vomiting constantly, and everything I was just a wreck. And, and then the Lord said, uh, "As a, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm giving you an olive branch." I, that's what I heard. I was laying, I was laying in my bed. I had my right ear up, and I heard it. So, here is an olive branch. I'm giving you an olive branch, and I knew that was representation of the, the Noah on the ark sent out the dove, sent out the dove came back on the olive branch say hey the storm's about to end and after that point the nausea it's just like you Cass, gone gone everything's gone 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 and i was like do i still need to go to the hospital i don't know everything's still there but at least all the real horrible stuff was that's keeping me from functioning 
was gone. But I knew I still needed to go to the hospital at that point. But big, you know, that that's kind of like my intervention there. So anybody going through anything right now, if you have any friends or family, anybody on this show that's dealing with what you, you were dealing with or anything, we pray in Jesus' name for healing for everybody. Right now, anybody listening to this broadcast, recorded, healed right now in Jesus' name. Cass, you want to say a quick prayer because they say Jesus you're going to be a healer. So I think your your voice can carry right now. This is your opportunity. You want to say a quick <laughs> prayer for the audience right now, so that way your your words now can travel. Sure. I I was also thinking. I was like, like, when is this like me being a healer? Like, when is that going to happen? And like with my YouTube, that's mm-hmm. a big thing. Is you know, I'm I'm I didn't think I would help people spiritually, but I think I'm healing people spiritually through like. I mean, I've gotten. Um, emails from people, you know, going back and forth and helping them with their Crohn's and elastomy bags and things like that. So I'm like, he's fulfilling it. He's fulfilling it. Just not in what I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I will pray. Um, Lord, anyone out there that's dealing with any pain or sickness or even mental pain, heal them. Heal them completely. Do any divine intervention that, that you need to do in their lives to see that you are the true divine healer and you are the one that can heal them inside and out. And I just pray that anyone that has strongholds to this world, any, any chains to sin, any chains to what they're going through, that it can be released and that they can see, see your clarity and in your truth. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 It's amazing. You're you're just living proof that um, this that this generation's not not lost and and forgotten. Um, there 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 are still people that are that were like you that are that are like you used to be and um, can still come to know the truth. And the amazing part is like once you know the truth then just like what the Bible says, it sets you free. (laughs) It sets you free. It's like, you don't know what freedom is until you find the Holy spirit and the Lord. And you get this peace. That's just uh, like, not, it's not easy to explain, is it? Mm -mm. But when you have the understanding, it's like, this world is not my home. And this is why I felt like that. I never belonged. And I'm like, Oh, cause I don't belong. (laughs) Right. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of looking at it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so when you were at that point of, you know, when she came in and prayed for you, were you kind of like just, were you like crossing that veil a little bit in and out, or you just you just knew you're going to die that night? And I mean, I how close you. were you? Were like, you know, trying to sustain consciousness or? No, I would say I was like maybe like halfway there. Like I mean, I was still there, but I was like I knew it was like hours away. Like I just I could feel yeah. it. I was just like I know I know it's coming tonight. Like tonight's the night. Wow. And like I was just kind of sitting there um almost like lifeless, but um not really any emotion. Like it was just kind of there and I didn't really know anything about death. So I was like, this is, this has got to be it. So you're telling us that you were halfway there and you were living on a prayer. 
<laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> I think I've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to yeah. listen to that after. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I'm I not mean, that young. I still know. I yeah. Still okay. Know you got the reference. That's why I, I <laughs> was testing. I was testing you a little bit to see. But um, no, that's that, that. That's just so amazing that you were like in that totally vulnerable. I mean, that was probably the most vulnerable you'd ever been, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. you were like just ready to to drop off yeah. and go and. And absolutely, you're you're like, I don't want you to pray, but you know, I guess maybe what you might have felt like, what do I have to lose at this? Yeah, point? I was like, I mean, I I tried to push her away, but I was like, you know what? If you wanna <laughs> if you wanna try your loony talk, go ahead, like do what you want, because at this point, loony I, talk, I don't have anything to lose. And she was motivated, right? Yeah. I mean, you can tell you're like, I'm not gonna stop this woman. Yeah. I mean, I might as well let it go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looney talk, though. That's what yeah. it is. That's what it is to unbelievers, right? It's yeah. Like, I was yeah. like, this is, this is nuts. Yeah. But go ahead, girl. Yeah. Do your thing. Um, yeah. Also, like, the day before, I remember my dad's girlfriend, like, gave me a little cross, and I pushed it away. I was like, no, not in here. Like, I mean, I was – I didn't want any hope. Like, I didn't want anything. I was like, no, I want death. I want death, and that's it. So it's just crazy. Wow. Like, I wow. look back now, and I'm like, whew. Lord, thank you, because I did not deserve that. <laughs> really? Yeah. How's so, your family? Go ahead. I was going to say, it's so loony before you know the truth, but after you know it, it's just yeah. pure power. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you realize, like, how much power there is in prayer yeah. and when someone, you know, really cares about your well-being. Not not to advance some kind of, of agenda or idea ideal ideology or whatever but it's right. like you actually cared about you as a person yeah. and how does your family uh respond to all of this Cass? um I mean, so my mom um like had faith basically after after she saw what i've gone through in my healing she was like okay i believe too like so she i guess i would say like kind of thought there was a god but like you know brushed it off like didn't really think about it too much but after she saw what i've gone through um she came to the faith and and she's a pretty strong believer now um my dad he's he's still struggling i'm i have hope but um but yeah my family it definitely like softened their hearts um but god god is still working in them for sure uh -huh. Okay. Very good. Well, that's so probably using her, right? I mean, God's probably yeah. using you, Cass, as, as a witness, as a living yeah. witness, right? So, Cass, um, we're really big into end-time Bible prophecy here and all stuff yeah. like that. So since uh, the Lord saved you and now he, is, he, has a, he, has a, he has a plan for you, have you been looking at other things like, okay, now evidently now I'm seeing all this stuff happening around the world starting to make sense to me now? Uh, we, we are on the verge of a seven-year tribulation. Have you have you gotten into the book of Revelation, all that juicy meat and potatoes stuff yet? Or oh yeah, <laughs> I think like maybe the I would say after like a few weeks of believing, I was like, what's this? Because I was so like exposed to the climate change, like end of the world stuff. Like that's always been kind of a focus. So that kind of just switched gears, and I was like, this is written about in the Bible, and like that just. Yeah. Whoo, um, so that's so true. 
if you so love like, if you love to, to, to love, listen and to hear about climate change, reading Revelation must be yeah. a really joy for you because yeah, it, there's a lot of climate change going on in Revelation. Right. You know? And it, it all kind of connected even more. But I was like, oh, but like God wrote this and this is true. So it was like, <laughs> oh, well, this is like makes. But I, it's it's crazy. Like even like through my veganism, like um, or I wouldn't say veganism, but like through that period of of brainwash with PETA and, and all that stuff. Um, you know, I had so much passion for it that I think God, that was kind of like the training wheels for me for like to be so passionate about, um, the Lord. So it was, it's kind of cool. Like that, like he did give me the training wheels for it, but yeah, no, I definitely, um, I'm a definitely, definitely a rapture head. Can you see how like the, the, the powers of the world, are basically setting things oh, yeah. to, to their agenda and how God's plan actually is actually having that go in motion in order to have this final showdown basically right. come up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, this, the stage is set. Um, and it, it's cool like to see, I saw it from the other side mm-hmm. and then now I see it from like God's side and I'm like, okay, like this, this makes sense to me. It makes a lot of sense. And Wow. With everything going on, I mean, I watch, I watch probably a lot of the the same uh, Watchmen as you guys and in the news and everything. Um, and I see it being said. I see um, all the signs that he talked about are, are coming alive, and to see the Bible mm-hmm. come alive too is is what a time to be alive. I mean, yeah. <laughs> to it's see true. it you all happen. Like the Lord is um, mm-hmm. the Lord is basically pre- preparing the earth for the for the uh, Messiah. Yeah. And Jesus said this stuff would take place. So everything that's taking place around the world happening with the earth right now, it's all coming from God. God's doing everything. Mm-hmm. All the changes, the earthquakes, the core heating up, you know, the uh, tidal waves and stuff like that, Ian and all that stuff like that. You know, God's doing all of it. The, what, what, the, uh, what our world governments are doing, they're trying to stake a claim. It's like, yeah, hey, hey, you know, they're trying to take advantage of what God is doing. To, what God is doing is trying to warn the earth, hey, yeah. Daniel's 70th week is coming, and he's doing all this stuff to warn everybody, okay? And then they got these other activists, the globalists, saying, hey, you know, they're they're trying to hijack it for their mm-hmm. own agenda. Yeah. But we haven't we forgotten that they all built underground bunkers? Mm-hmm. They're all going to try to hide from this whole thing. There is no saving anybody from this. They're going to hide in the rocks. They're hiding. That's what the Bible says. They're going to hide in the rocks in the caves. They're fulfilling prophecy. They know this this climate change crap. You know, it's it's just the wrath of God that's coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that's all. That's all. You know, (laughs) Craig, we have a new term, though. Cass brought us a new term. Rapture. Yeah, rapture heads. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I love it. You got to have a new shirt that says rapture heads. Yeah. I don't know where you got that from, Cass, but I, I don't know it. either. Someone might she might have watched Boucher stuff. Is that is he a rapture head? <laughs> Johnny Rapture? Johnny what we're doing right now is uh, some big news coming out about the rapture. Is, uh, CNN's starting to poo-poo the rapture. Oh, are they? That's, that's a big that's one. Good news for those who, who guys believe came out. Oh, it will wreck you. Some Christians are dealing with this lifelong, um, I don't know, some kind of mental disorder because they believed in a rapture. Oh, the anxiety? Like, the CNN care about the rapture. Yeah. All of a sudden. 
Yeah, interesting. Yeah, there's I mean, also other news articles that are out talking about rapture anxiety as well. So I think that's yeah. a good sign when you start seeing mainstream people focusing mm-hmm. on the rapture. That could only mean that the rapture is very close at hand. <laughs> One would think. Yeah, now, I know. I know we're not raptured out of here, but I'm going to have to. You're going to go. You're going to hop on to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> if you. If you come on here again, you'll realize that how much respect Kevin and I have for one another. That's very true. <laughs> you know, well, sweet dreams, right? Yeah. Well, thank you for thank you for coming on here tonight, Cass. That was yeah, great. Yeah. Thanks and, for having me. You know, Lord bless your ministry, and uh, thank you. And um, you know, we'll be watching and praying for you, and and uh, that's one of the things we do. And you know, there's a lot of people have probably been touched by this. I I don't know how all this works but i know the word doesn't doesn't go out void so yeah it's going to accomplish that which it's been set out to do and that's uh that's one of the reasons why greg put this put this on a while back and started doing this so we could bring people back to him so anyway god bless you all i right, take care bob see you next week god bless take care yep. he's yeah. you in the air one of the two <laughs> this is my favorite yeah. comment though of chat um Watching CNN is the definition of anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's true. I mean, that, they, they peddle so much fear and anxiety, like, just constantly. And they, they try to divide all the time. That's what they just – that's what they try to do. And, by the way, did you notice that our own vice president attempted to do that just this week with the hurricane? Attempted to divide the people and, and call for, like – certain people to get benefits and certain people not to get benefits. It's just constant division that, that that's being peddled our way. Um, whereas that they want us to, to talk, they want to talk about anxiety of the rapture to have people have fear about the rapture, which is exactly the opposite of what we're told to do in first Thessalonians four eighteen. wherefore comfort each other. Comfort one another. Mm-hmm. It's not wherefore instill, instill fear. No, it is exactly the opposite. It's a comfort. It's not supposed to be fearful. It's not supposed to raise anxiety. You're supposed to be very, very com- It's supposed to be very comforting, because what is on the other side of that rapture for us? It's yeah. it's a it is a perfect immortality. It's incorruption. It's perfection it's being with our lord it's being able to to witness everything that goes on that john talks about there in the book of revelation and it's exactly what we're supposed to be during doing during this period of time is coming together and edifying and that's what we do here every week and i can see that's what you do there on your porch praise when you have those videos cast is that you are trying to instill uplifting messaging right an encourager. Be a part of of this yeah. journey along with you as well. Yeah. Especially yeah. in your situation where you you know you're about to go into surgery here. I mean, we yeah. you know obviously we're going to be lifting you up in prayer, kids. But Thank I you. mean, what? I mean, you have faith now, and and you don't seem to be discouraged by that. It's Am certainly. I right about that? What can mere man do to me? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, it's. I mean. <laughs> You know, I, I've been through so much where I'm like, this is this is the light at the end of the tunnel. This is this is the finishing of my story where 
I will be restored. And whether the rapture happens before then or after, I, I, it's in his hands and I trust him every second of the way. That's awesome. Yeah. She doesn't look very anxious about surgery or anything, does she? No. No, no it's... I'm in God's hands. It's I, amazing I that, you, that you that you've come all that way. It's I've been it's through such worse. a great story, isn't it? Did you ever think you were going to be like an amazing an, an amazing story? <laughs> no, 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 no. I this is like so overwhelming. I never even thought the testimony video would would take off like it did. Like never expected that. So I mean, all glory, all glory to God because. That's didn't expect that. <laughs> Did you think that your highlight was going to be um, passing out veggie burgers? <laughs> yeah, like, oh I that's the best thing I've ever done. Oh, <laughs> uh, let it! Oh my gosh! And I also have um, I did a protest outside of the White House where I'm with these like big and it's funny looking back. So I have a picture of me like this, but all these um, blow up bulls, and I have these signs to tell Obama to stop the running of the bulls um, thing. <laughs> And it's just funny looking back. I'm like, I was, I was with the bulls, with, with, with the devil, and now I'm like, oh, that's old self, new creation. <laughs> that that is so hilarious to me. It's like if you're gonna pick anything to protest Obama, right. on, that's that's what you're gonna pick. The running yeah, of the bulls. That's insane. Like why? <laughs> In Spain? Yeah, like, it's so the Papalonia. I, I don't know what it's called, but uh, the running of the bulls. And I was like, I was like, this like, is. Discrimination against the bulls when people are, are dying, but Dr droning American citizens? No, we're not yeah. gonna protest that. We're gonna yeah. protest the bulls. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you and, know, I'm wondering and, I'm wondering if um you know crazy. an idea of something you can do would be to lead other people away from what you were in. You're you're heavy have you're you've obviously you're well versed in climate change from that yeah. side. But now you're becoming heavily versed on this side. Mm -hmm. So you are an awesome conduit to reach people that used to think like you. Well, okay. no, they think what you used to think like, you know. So I think that would might that might be something you might want to consider. You know, I don't know how the Lord if that's what the Lord wants you to do, maybe it's not. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you are so educated in that and you fought hardcore for that yeah. you know that's just like me i used to be a hardcore catholic i used to fight tooth and nail for catholicism and then i truly got saved and i got out of that stuff then now i came out of it i turned around i looked back at it and now <laughs> i mean i'm tearing it apart now you know so maybe you. that might be something because uh, I, I i think a lot of people are fooled completely you know no fooled by that stuff yeah and they need they they need a helping hand out of it, and you know, maybe I don't know, maybe that you ever thought about yeah. something like that? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of pictures and videos of of all of it, so I got proof proof of my past. Um, mm. So I definitely want to I definitely want to use my past to to reach um, my generation and anyone stuck in that mindset for sure. I would probably awesome. start with, "Hey, you guys know why there's climate change, right?" Well, if you read Revelation chapter yeah. four, five, six, seven, well, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Why don't we go over to chapter nineteen? Yeah. This is why there's climate change. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> not God's because we got to pay more taxes to a Paris Climate Accord. Yeah. Okay, to change it. It's not <laughs> cow parts. It's God's wrath. Yeah, and it's going to get worse. Um, and the only way to not experience that wrath is by 
believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, that that is your escape. The escape is not to, uh, you know, not not to, uh, I guess, I don't even know what, what really what are these activists actually doing in order to prevent climate change? I mean, what what, what exactly do they accomplish? It doesn't seem like they actually accomplish much. Um, now, granted, there there I guess there is a, a a political party that is act you know be, becoming activists in their power and like shutting down energy independence and things like that. So we can feel that um, in terms of higher gas prices, higher energy prices, things like that. But then when something like a pipeline gets a whole bunch of leaks in it and damages the environment, they cheer. Yeah. I mean, that, how, how does this make sense to anyone? Very backwards. Yeah. It's like they, it's like they fight against themselves, it seems like, more than they fight against those who disagree with them is like right. they, they, they chastise each other. Like what, what kind of, when I was mocking you earlier, Bob, it's like, how dare you? I mean, the person who said that was saying that to the people who are globalists. Mm-hmm. I mean, she wasn't saying it to like a right wing conservative audience. She was talking to like the, the, the left of the left in the globalist community and, and right. saying that. So it seems like they really can't even get their own act together. And then they lay down on the street or they glue themselves to art works of art. I mean, how, how is that exactly furthering the cause? I don't We all know that the whole climate change, whole climate change thing is a mechanism that they've been working on for the last 70 years to coerce everybody on its plan to eventually take in the mark of the beast. Mm. That's what it's there for. That's the only reason why it's there. Wow. And they're using, they're hijacking what God's doing to prepare the earth for the tribulation. And they're trying to say, hey, we need to do something about this stuff, even though they know this is God's wrath coming. So why don't we go ahead and use it to our advantage since God's going to do it anyways. We can use this to our advantage to scare everybody into taking the mark of the beast. And by doing that, we take away all their rights. We take away everything they own. You know, hey, we're trying to save the earth. You know, okay. And if you don't want to do that, then you're racist. You're racist if you don't want to save the earth. You earth hater. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're racist. Well, you know, right. we That's called right. this two years ago, didn't we, Bob? Yeah. You, me, and Craig on this channel, we called it and said, after they get bored with the virus, they are going to immediately pivot as quickly as they possibly can into climate change. And they are going to make that an emergency, that it's a climate emergency. We called this two years ago, and look what's happening now. It's being manifested right in front of our eyes. Everything now is climate change. You have a hurricane? Oh, well, that's because of climate change. It's like, wait a minute. 50 years ago, there was actually more hurricanes than there were today. Oh, but you know what? Climate change. It's like the facts don't make any difference whatsoever. We're in a climate emergency and therefore, you need to get on board, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's I said. It's just uh, it's the mechanism that they're using to deceive the whole world. They're deceiving everybody, and that's where you know, the, the the deception really becomes highly concentrated once the false prophet shows up. Okay, and the Antichrist. They're setting the stage for the Antichrist. That's the whole point of climate. The whole climate change religion. 
And I think the Bible refers to it. It's like it a is a religion. They're going, it's, it's a one-world religion. It's a okay, cult. The Bible talks about and that's this green religion, climate change. It's just, like I said, it's just leading the whole world to the mark of the beast. Yeah, they're they have a whole bunch of other stuff up their sleeve, too. You know, I mean, they yeah. are about to do this global reset with financial, uh, you know, finances. So in that area, you know, get ready for something big to happen there, too. Um, so, yeah, yeah, when that happens, they're going to be, I mean, you want to talk about Mark of the Beast, you know, you're not going to be able to buy or sell without this thing. So, um yeah, we yeah, have. Uh, there's so many different things lined up, and we can call them, Kevin. We can call them out, and on all this stuff, yeah. it's it's only they've become predictable. That's what they've become. They become so predictable. It's not even funny. No, we can we can we can call it out months or even years in advance now, and see exactly where, they're and we know that climate. There's going to be a time where they're gonna they're gonna try to impose some kind of climate lockdown. We know that that's the case sooner or later. I mean, it's good. It might. And who knows? Maybe it starts over in China where they're like, you know, hey, the smog is so bad. We're going to have a climate lockdown. I mean, California actually used to really do that. They, they used to have these these um, smog alerts is what they were called. It's like stage four, stage three, stage two. It's like stay inside, you know. Um, I mean, when are they, they going to do in the future? Are they going to like have the, the police go out there that they've already defunded? But apparently there's a few left. They're going to have those police basically enforce people not to be able to come out. But then some people will go out and they'll loot and they'll just be like, oh, leave them alone. Just let, yeah, them, okay. let, them, let them steal. It's, it's okay. They'll probably use drones. Yeah, yeah. But you who walk out of your house and you want to go get some groceries, oh, you know what? I'm going to pay for it. Well, that's the problem. you got to get inside. You know, it's like, what? Oh, it's it's all backwards now, isn't it? Top of all that, they're calling for. They said it's going to be December thirteenth. Will be the launch of the digital system. Okay, and starting January first, they passed a law in Illinois and all the other states that have it now too, where the police will not assist you if these illegal migrants or whoever break into your home and want to take over your house. Okay, now here here's a problem with that. Okay, I get it. All right, they try. They're trying to find homes. For these migrants, so they're going to change the law so the migrants can be criminals and just take our houses. Okay, that's how they're going to fix that problem. That's a great move there, by the way. But here's my question: What about the banks? Okay, let's say if they try to take over my house, yeah, good luck doing that. Okay, well, well, maybe somebody else's house. Okay, they go to my neighbor's house and try to take over my neighbor's house. My neighbor has a mortgage. How's a bank going to feel about that? That bank be like, hey, we're making money off that guy. Get over there, please. Get them out and get the get the guys going to send me money for this house. Get them in there. Why? You know, did you think about that? If they start doing this, how the bank's going to get the money, or is it that the fiat system is gone? Oh, at that point, Uh-oh. there's no more fiat. fiat. Yeah. So the no more mortgages, and whether well, just call all the mortgages in. Did oh, you yeah. hear this week? Just keep printing well, there. Yeah. Pal, yeah. There did go. you hear this week, Bob? That, that's exactly what they want to do. They that, that the Fed just said this week, a digital currency is absolutely important so that we can, and he said it out loud, so that we can control, so that we can see how everything is going, so that we can what? control the supply chain, so that we can They're control what you're, what? You're on the open. <laughs> are, are, are we on Paul Begley's channel now? I mean, yeah. this is what's coming. What? Give me my coffee. Um, I, you know, this is what's that, happening. That does not sound good. You need to it get does not sound Paul good. Bagley doing that. You need to get a clip of Paul Bagley. What? 
Yeah. What? Bigly on exactly. Her. I you mean, know, because, get a clip of him doing that, just like he had but, that. But listen, if you, I mean, if you really think about it, if the Fed, the Fed is now just all in on the on on digital currency because they realize that they that with digital currency they can control everything. I mean, they can they can have a much better handle on inflation if they can take money away from you. Okay. It's in your account, and they're like, you know what? We've got too much money out there right now. Guess what? We're going to take some back. If you don't spend it within the next 30 days or 60 days or whatever, we're going to take back 20% of whatever you have. Uh, And that's only fair because of equity. I mean, this is the new new normal that's coming. And the Fed is right out there saying it. They don't want to decentralize digital currency. They want to centralize digital currency that they can control and that it's actually based off your social credit score in order to be able to determine what you can buy or sell. And I'm telling you, the generation that Cass is in right now, it feels like 80% of those people would go for it. They'd be be like, oh, you're going to give me a UBI, you're going to give me a, a guaranteed income? Oh, I'll take it. You mean I don't have to work? Oh, that's awesome. I can just sit around all day and get and get paid for nothing? Oh, I'll do it. I'm in. The only give problem with me. that, the only problem with that, that they're going to hardly pay you anything. Yeah. They'll pay you just enough money to buy a loaf of bread, as the Bible says. Oh. A day's wages yeah. for a loaf of bread. Okay? They'll pay you just enough so you won't die. You, and you're like a great point you said there. They're basically going to be carbon credits. For the green religion, give me carbon credits. You can trade your carbon credits and buy food. Okay, and it has to be at one of their approved stores. And by the way, if you ever say anything against the government, you lose everything. And if you don't, and by the way, you can't save any of your money because all you get is carbon credits. So if you don't use it after thirty days, you lose it. Are you serious? There it is. <laughs> yes, well, we're serious. Revelation chapter thirteen. All day long. Oh man, I'm it's telling no you, surprise that they're going to this digital system. And so, so if here's the thing, everybody think about if they're going to this digital system at the end of this year, can we sustain this for another seven more years? You know, I don't think the, so. The mark of the beast won't be too far behind. It doesn't feel like it. it. Feels like that they would have to go to a, um, you know, and that that system is going to crumble as well as we know the harlot system is going to crumble. They're going to have to go to the mark of the beast, but the beast is going to basically force them into that anyway. He's going to cause them all to do it. Um, and and there's not and when you have the alternative of death, people are <laughs> the people who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ are absolutely going to comply and worship the Antichrist. I mean, is is going Sad. to be. A tragedy, yeah, it's sad. And Think about that, Cass. Yeah, no, I've, I've warned, whenever I talk about the tribulation, um, I've had a few people where they're like, oh, that sounds pretty cool, actually. And I'm like, no, it's not going to be like, um, oh, what's those, like, what's that end of the world movie where it's like. Rapture Palooza? No, the one where they're in, like, the desert and they have the cool outfits on. I don't know what it's called, but it's not going to be like like jungle warfare where you're wearing cool outfits and like yeah, fighting that here. way. Like, and a lot of my friends think that I'm like, it is going to be hell on earth. Like, you know, you're you should not be excited about this at all. And that's amazing. Yeah. I did not know that there were actual people that are excited about it. No wonder the Bible says, "Why are you looking forward to the day of the Lord?" Yeah. I mean, 
Smack the head. <laughs> you're gonna have you're gonna have viruses or one, a virus one after another hitting you, trying yeah. to kill you. You're gonna have bugs released hitting you, trying to kill you. Okay, you're gonna have people breaking into your homes, trying to kill you to get your food. All right, you're gonna have. I mean, it's gonna be one judge. And the top of all that, two hundred pound hailstones hitting the hitting the, the planet, uh, balls of fire. Okay, and on top of all that, you won't be able to buy or sell, do anything. And the only way oh. you can buy and sell anything online or anywhere is by taking a mark in your right hand or forehead. Yep. That sounds cool, Bob. Yeah. Sounds awesome. That sounds oh. radical. I mean, what Mad is that? Max. That's no good. Yeah. Mad, Mad Max. Max is what I was thinking of. Yeah. Mad Max be like, on tribulation. Uh, my <laughs> one friend was like, oh, I get to wear a cool mask and like be like that. I'm like, no. No, no you get to die within the first yeah. week. I mean, like, that's how it works. But it, it's Greg, you know what, Greg? You, you better hope you're not here. They're going to come after your crickets. They're going to come after my crickets. Yeah, yeah. They're going to they're going to want to eat crickets and be happy. I mean, isn't that oh, what they've oh, been talking about? I, I like, think they want us to eat crickets. Actually, no so, more uh, meat. Maybe I should the stock bugs. up. Well, I, yeah, maybe they're I should very stock good up in right high now. protein, yeah. and they don't. You don't have to like yeah. you know fertilize have fertilizer and grass and and all the carbon footprint that goes along with it. You can just eat a bug and be happy and get all your protein there. Bug burgers. I heard chocolate covered crickets are good, but I don't. I well, don't I heard that's a delicacy in like Thailand a, or yeah. something like that. You know, Cass, it sounds it's very interesting that your friends are talking that way because you know when the when the great delusion, great God sends a great delusion, a great deception will hit the earth, and these guys, if your friends are already talking that way about that, you know, when these fallen angels come here when they bring their tech and everything, when they introduce that mark. That mark's going to give you a body that is won't get sick, uh, immortality, st- live for five hundred years. They're going to bring. They're going to bring it. They are going to bring it. You're going to be able to take your phone, everything about your phone, put it in your body, and be able to, to jump to different worlds. Uh, be uh, uh, the multiverse, whatever it's going to be, whatever. What's that thing called? The metaverse, whatever. Yeah. Without even it's already been brought, Bob. Yeah, I mean that's a love it. How do your friends and stuff feel about aliens? Are they are they are they like, hey, if aliens come, they would be nice and that would be really cool and that we would be able to get along with them and they would help us? That's I mean it's it's a few of my guy friends, but I try to warn them, but they're like, Well, you know, the aliens, like uh Mm, the deception is so bad and i'm like it's gonna explain the way the way the rapture they're gonna be fallen angels and i'm like if i'm not here (laughs) no don't accept the antichrist it is it is not the messiah and they're just looking at me like "Mm." and i'm like i'm like you can see how much the media has brainwashed um uh the people of like i mean the talk of aliens has been around since tv was born and it's so sad to see that people think that it's a good thing. Technology advancement is a good thing. And I'm like, you should be alarmed and not just trying to egg it on. I mean, are they aware that like the Catholic church is, is looking toward aliens to save them? I mean, are they, do they yeah. even know that kind of stuff? Are they, are they, do they read anything oh. about this kind of stuff or are they just so enthralled in, in Kim Kardashian and, and, and whomever is the hottest new star or whatever these it's, days it's so weird because like like it's a certain group of my guy friends but um they like they believe you know that the vatican like the evil they're like oh yeah there's the snake head like it's like they believe 
surface level things, but then they won't get deep to the nitty gritty. Like mm. they just kind of, you know, if they see something on Facebook or something like, oh, that's interesting, but they don't really realize the, of like the deception going on. They won't come to that conclusion. It's almost just like still a fantasy to them until, you know, things actually start to happen. <laughs> There's the comment, the Pope, the Pope and his telescope. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Hey, Greg, uh, <laughs> you want to get some questions now? Sure. Let's do it. So we have, right. um, so first we should ask, uh, are there any questions for Cass? If you have any questions for Cass, you could bring them up. But um, yes, you know, let's but, hear uh, questions let's, for Cass. I don't see any of those just yet, so we can start with what we already got a have. Big brain. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is how we this is how we roll at the end of uptime. So, how oh, yeah. is DNA modified in the days of Noah? Since technology and science did not exist during that time, they were just doing elixirs and stuff like that, and. You know, they were mixing different things and experimenting. That's where basically the Egyptians were all doing that stuff for the most part. And uh, just a lot of trial and error. Uh, I'm sure that the fallen angels kind of got in there and gave them some hand, gave them a help, some help with it and stuff like that. You know, yeah, Bob, there's that. like this hieroglyph that shows an electric battery, basically, from oh, yeah. like thousands of years ago. So you got to believe that the fallen angels provided them with technology that on on how to to basically hybrid um and have those those hybrids that that occurred uh, also turning nimrod into a mighty man and stuff like that so you got you got to know that the the fallen angels had technology and shared stuff with man that they really shouldn't have shared and they left their first estate uh and and they they really they they blew it they blew it big time and um, and what they did they came down and and they they made the mighty man of of renown and, and that was not good and then they gave him technology as well so yeah I Genesis think you're chapter right, six four Genesis yes. chapter six four for anyone who's you know new to any of this right. this kind of so stuff. Okay. there was I mean I think that there was more amazing science and technology than we actually even know what that was going on back then. Oh, yeah. Um, especially had, pre-flood. Yeah, they had some pretty amazing technology. They ran wireless electricity from the top of those pyramids and Just did like, all that type of stuff. So they had some, and they're bringing that, look, they're bringing a form of that back. Yeah. You know, and I said, Bob, do you think people were smarter pre-flood? Mm. In a sense of, evidently, they didn't have as much deception as we do now. Okay, so do I think they're smarter? I have to say they, I don't know, uh, depends. I mean, we're in a completely different world today than they were back then. You know? Considering only eight didn't perish? Yeah. The, the, there was a lot of not smart people, I mean, to, to perish, let's be honest. I mean, depends we have a lot on what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, if they were smart, they would have listened to Noah. Mm-hmm. So that answers the question there, right, Kev? People are smarter today than they were back then. I mean, I, I think I think here's the deal: is that we, uh, he said, shut up the book, Dan, shut up the books, Daniel. This is after the flood, even uh, because knowledge is going to increase later on. So we are in that time now. We have a lot of things to be able to benefit from. We have the entire um, all the sixty six books of the Bible plus extra stuff that, that that people have written throughout the years. So I think that we have 
more knowledge and that we are equipped with the most that we could ever possibly be in the history of, of mankind, that we, we have no excuse. It's all out there in front of us. The truth has been written down. Jesus came, uh, and that, that changed a lot of things, of course, uh, in terms of, of how we can see the whole prism of God's creation through him and how he was able to come and actually redeem everything. And then also understand that that was his first coming and that he had to come as a suffering lamb and that he's coming next time as a conquering lion. And I mean, the Jews of that day were looking for a conqueror, right? They were looking for someone to help them overcome the Romans. And Jesus just didn't fit that because they're like, wait a minute. He's not here to help us get more power. He's talking about a kingdom that is not of this earth. Well, hold on a second here. I, my kingdom right here on earth is, is pretty good, but it'd be better without the Romans. Can you help us take them down? And Jesus is like, this is, I didn't come here to do that. You know, I came here to save. And, and they're like, well, save from what? Save from sin. Well, but I don't have any sin. My, you know, I go to the temple. I'm thank Thank God I'm not like that tax collector over there. You know, they were so haughty. They were just, they, they weren't, they never humbled themselves before the Lord. But I think that, that even to this point now in history, we can see that we need to do that. We have to, re, uh, it requires us to understand that we do sin and that we are sinners and that we need a savior. And I think that that is really what, where you get the wisdom, right? That's when you really understand the whole thing and how it fits together. It's not just like, understanding math or whatever, but it's also understanding, you know, where you fit into God's creation and then how, after understanding the truth, how you can further that through witnessing and through your life and through, you know, living and having people see you and be able to say, hey, wait a minute, there's something else that's in you that I don't have. What is that? What, right. what makes you different, Cass? You're different than you used to be. What happened to you, you know? Well, you see. So, exactly. <laughs> well, you see, a, I got a story for I you. I got a story to tell you. <laughs> that's right. And that's why your story is so powerful. And that's why that, that, that when you do that, that it, um, it actually gives more people the truth. And they become more knowledgeable yeah. and they're smarter about things. So, yeah, Bob, I think that we're smarter now than, than ever before. The next one's so. viewcast. Uh, so, what do you think is the best way to reach your generation with the truth, Cass? Testimonies. <laughs> um, well, for me, it was uh, my testimony for sure. I think approaching other people with, you know, a candid, just true, authentic truth of of how you came to Christ, and you know that it isn't a, a walk in the park. It's not you don't have to be this pure perfection or what has been ingrained in your mind about what Christianity is. I think it's almost like you have to meet people at their level and be like, and show the deception from where they're coming from. Mm. Um, whether it be, if they're coming from new age, from um, veganism, from the LGBTQ community, um, whatever it is, like it's more about showing them of like, okay, you're, trying to find community within these movements, but you're filling the void that only God can fill with, I mean, we're made to have community. So it's in fellowship. So you're, you're filling that with vo the voids of the world, but you really need to fill it with, with 
the void of Jesus. I mean, he's the only one that can fill that. And I think we have to meet them at their, I, I think that people have this like ingrained idea about um, the Bible of like, Oh, it's just an old time um, story. And it's, it's like you have to show the verses and show proof of like, no, this still is applicable to your life today. This still has proof in it. This, it still can help and heal. And, and it, it shows the truth of the world and how you can help every aspect in your life um, through his word. So I, I think it's, it's meeting them at their level and showing them wherever they are at in life of like where Jesus can help fix what you're going through. Isn't that the beautiful thing about the word is that it's it's nice. it's living, right? Yeah. That it's applicable oh, yeah. every day to every situation. Yeah. And if somebody says, hey, this is such an old book, I, I don't need to read it. It's like, what are you going through? Oh, here, check this out. Look yeah. at that. I got a verse and for that. Like, Whoa, wait a minute. That's what I'm going through right now. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's all in there. It's so amazing. I was talking about that with my mom this week, just how amazing, how how living the word is and that the word is Jesus. And we know that he is living and that yeah. just all makes sense because he's, he's alive in us. And when we look at the word, we can see everything that's just in motion. It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty amazing how well that book is held up. Hasn't it? I mean, it's held up better yeah. than anything else in history. And it's just yeah. amazing. But yeah, my, my advice is to just give them a chance, you know, just open your heart and just say, Lord, show me. And he will not, not the way you expect, but he will. Wow. We've got, uh, we, 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 yeah, we've got, I know what you're thinking. I, I know. I mean, that's, <laughs> Cash, you took the words right out of Robert's mouth. <laughs> there you go. Give Jesus uh, a chance. That's now we have two on here every week. So there we go. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Uh, question: Are the ten days of awe the same ten days Jesus refers to the Church of Smyrna in Revelation two ten? I would say I just answered that. Uh, the ten days that are referring to the the Church of Smyrna is uh, after the seventy seventy tribulation begins. It's a that's a there's a ten day period that at, takes place after the declaration that this for example this potentially the seven year shemitah cycle we are in right now can be declared this upcoming sixth and seventh and I know on that chart I put on the sixth but it actually does go to day seven and I'm seeing some other people say it's it's, it's the ninth and I heard John Boucher says the fifth. So we're kind of we're all over the place right now. Now let, let, let me try to clear that up because I wanted to clear this up because there are there's a lot of confusion about when the Day of Atonement actually starts, and it's very easy because people people will confuse it by complicating it by saying I looked at this calendar or this person told me that or you know I, I got this information from over here. The, the, the only thing you really need to understand about when the Day of Atonement is, is you first start with the barley harvest. And the first time that you sight the moon when the barley is ripe, that is the first day of the first month. That's, that's as easy as it gets. The barley is ripe. The moon is sighted. First day of the first month. Then you count the months as the moons are sighted. And then on the seventh one, that is the first day of the seventh month. 
And that happened on September the 27th this year. Okay. People say, oh, that needs to be in the constellation of Aries and, and when the barley's ripe and this. No, the Bible doesn't say that. But the Bible does say that the Day of Atonement is on the 10th day of the seventh month. And so if the first day is the 27th, then you have the 28th, the 29th, the 30th, the first, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, and then October the 6th is the 10th day of the seventh month. It starts at, at when basically, if, to be super technical, the night begins, which means the day starts when the, when the night begins. That's how it works. And the night begins when the when two middle magnitude stars are viewed. It's basically like the belt of Orion. If you see two of those stars, then boom. That is when the twinkling of the eye happens. That's when the, the night has fallen and the day has started. So it happens between the night of the sixth and the night of the seventh. That is when the Day of Atonement happens. That is the tenth day of the seventh month. It's very easy this year because the barley was ripe. And then the moon was sighted pretty shortly thereafter on April 2nd, which was the first month. So if you look at a calendar, they're not going by the sighting of the moon or the barley harvest. If you're looking at, if you're, if you're going off of what somebody says and they're not using that definition, like then <laughs> that is, if you're looking at Google, Google is not using the Bible to determine Jewish feast days. Mm -hmm. uh, Jews who, who write up a calendar years and years in advance are also not using the Bible in order to figure out when their when their feast days are. They're making them convenient so that they know every year when to celebrate them. When, when you think about it, the Feast of Trumpets is not a very convenient holiday. It's like, hey, when you sight the moon, that's when it happens. Well, what if it's not tonight? I've invited everybody. Well, you got to come back tomorrow. Oh, wait a minute. We got work tomorrow. So we're going to make it on our calendar for this day well in advance yeah. so that you know exactly when it is. But I hope that clears it up. The, the, the Day of Atonement is going to start here in two days. And that's, of course, Israel time, which is going to be about 640, 645, 650 or something like that. Count back seven hours for East Coast and eight hours for Central and 10 hours for Pacific. And you got yourself when the Day of Atonement starts. And uh, that uh, October 7th is a Saturday. Right. Today's October. Uh, correct. October 6th is well, October 6th is Thursday and it goes to October 7th, which is Friday. Friday. OK. And, and understand this, Bob, that the Day of Atonement is a feast day, which makes it a Sabbath day. There's no work right. on that day. And then when you consider Thursday night to Friday night is a Sabbath. Well, guess what happens on Friday night? Sabbath. Sabbath. So it's like it's like the Sabbath of it's like the Sabbath of Sabbaths that takes place on the Sabbath. So, nice. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, seven year, yeah. We have a we have a Sabbath celebration, seven year Sabbath in heaven. You've got so a, Sabbath a Sabbath followed by a Sabbath right yeah. next to each other. Yeah. Amen. This question here, I want to put it because this uh, deal with Cass is talking about uh, in the Bible. Remember, there were people cursing God for destroying the earth. Those are the greenies, basically. Yeah, she puts my name at that. But basically, uh, I liked it because you called them greenies. <laughs> I never thought about saying it that way. That's kind of funny. 
But uh, yeah, I never thought of it that way. That they're upset because I mean, when God, the Bible says that a third of the earth will be burnt to a crisp. Okay, you're talking about burning all the trees, all the homes, every building, this whole nation being fricasseed. Okay, actually, all the Western nations. You're right. All the Western nations are going to be fricasseed, burnt to the a green, crisp. Mm-hmm. The Green Party is right. going to put out a referendum against God, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They're going to hate God. In fact, uh, the Bible says that uh, I got to get that verse here, but uh, um, I, I don't want to misquote the verse, but I know they're talking about was it the uh, false prophet and all was it was it the false prophet and the Antichrist and everybody that was dwelling on the earth that was was cursing God of heaven mm-hmm. and all those that dwell in heaven was that everybody was that just the Antichrist? I had to make sure. No, no, no. The people were people were too. The people were too. Okay, well, yeah. make sure. They yeah. want to say that God. I know they were cursing the God of heaven, those who dwell in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. And the seas burn up too. On the earth. Yeah. The huh? seas, the seas burn up. I mean, all the wild, you know, the mm-hmm. uh, wildlife, you have, uh, you know, all the fish, you know, it, it, it all burns up, folks. It's, um, so the environmentalists are not going to be very happy. No. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is called, this is judgment. I mean, this is judgment yeah. that's coming. So, uh, True. yeah, but everything's going to, there's going to be a new heaven and new earth, folks. There's, it gets worse before it gets better, right? Well, the Bible talks about those who worship the creation rather than the creator, right? I mean, they, yeah. they've actually repla- re- replaced their worship and, and, and now worship, you know, Mother Earth. Well, I don't know if they can say Mother Earth anymore, can they? Because now it's a birthing person, Earth. I mean, what, I mean, you know, what is it? Is it, I mean, they, they've twisted themselves into knots now. So if someone says mother earth, they can't even define them uh, what a woman is. So, yeah. you know, I have a feeling that, that, that they're, that they twisted themselves into so many knots. They don't even know where they stand anymore. Well, people you know, will say, have... why do they do this? Why, why would God do this? You know, well, they don't understand I... judgment. They don't understand uh, the fact that, you know, he, you know, Jesus was here and, and, you know, he did everything that needed to be done there on the cross, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we've been bought at a terrible price, all of us. And for us to turn our backs on God like that, that's, you know, we can't really fathom that. I mean, we can, for the most part, as believers. But I didn't understand the gospel prior to coming to it, unless, until God really put it in my my heart and and terms of understanding right when you understand it then you say okay well yeah this is what we deserve this do we deserve heaven no no i mean the only thing that any of us really deserve is hell to be honest with you but thank the lord thank god he gave us a gift of eternal life through jesus christ i I would say that worshiping the earth is is just about as fruitful as worship worshiping like a god of wood or stone. I mean, what, what can they do for you? What, 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 you know, what but Jesus is the one who saves. I mean, he's the one who went to the cross blameless and suffered for all of us. The, the earth doesn't feel. Jesus felt every single one of those lashes. I mean, the, he, he's, he's the only thing that, that can possibly deserve our worship. I mean, I just, I think it's so misplaced 
Um, and you can see why the people are cursing God. I, I agree, Bob. I, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. So many people are so convinced that they're, that they have to save the planet and God's going to be destroying it. So they're going to be cursing God for destroying this planet. You know, I, all I got to say to all you, uh, people of you, mother earth people out there, you know, am I, am I muted? no, I'm not muted. Okay. All I got to say is according to acts, uh, acts seven forty nine. Your mother earth is our father's footstool. Okay. <laughs> That's true. Well, I got to say. <laughs> That's true. That's good. I like that. Your mother, yeah, your birthing person your earth is, your father's, yeah, it's is our father's footstool. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So. All right. So, hey, you guys, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to do a, a video um, this Sunday. Just want to plug that real quick. I am going to do the 10th episode of Iron Sharpens Iron this Sunday. It's uh, seven months in the making, uh, almost eight months in the making. So just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, Steve and I are going to do a live stream on Sunday night at seven o'clock central, uh, eight o'clock Eastern. And that's my YouTube channel. And um, we are going to make our 10th. And possibly final episode, if we're still here. Shame, <laughs> shameless plug. Say, if we're still here, <laughs> if we're not raptured, yeah. if we're not censored, <laughs> we are still going to be. We're, we're going to try it out, and we're going to we're going to do our tenth uh, tenth if episode. There's still, if there's still power. If there's still power, <laughs> that's right. I, all I'm going to say is, guys, if uh, the grid goes down after a day of atonement, the grid goes down. You can't communicate no more, and there's no power anywhere. Those nukes aren't too far behind. They're shutting down communication, so we can't communicate, and then they're going to start bombing everybody. Well, I guess I'm so, going to see you in the field, Bob. Yeah. So you see that happen? I also pray to the Lord. I keep asking, Lord, before the rapture resurrection takes place, I pray that you give us three days of absolute no communications, no nothing. Everybody could just be woken up completely and just not look at their phones no more and just start communicating doing something focusing on our families focusing you know i think i am praying for that three days before the rapture complete blackout electricity wise and internet wise and, and by the way since we destroyed their uh pipeline uh i think they're eyeballing our uh communications now so that that's coming and evidently they have all that what they have all the majority of all that is like in one convenient location, two convenient locations for them to take out. So just no saying. fear though. No so fear. you're saying that you've got this feeling that somebody's watching you. Yeah. <laughs> Name that too. <laughs> got stuff all around me watching me right now. I know that um, oh well. Yeah, Bob's not well, paranoid. He's just he's he's just aware. <laughs> oh no, yeah. Well, we have no fear, right? No, the Lord is near. They can watch. Uh, so, yeah. But anyway, listen, Cass. Exactly, Cass. You made it a full two hours with us. That that deserves something. Yeah, it goodness. deserves something. Man, <laughs> yeah. Good job. We'll we'll figure out what that is later. <laughs> but I'm officially a tonight. rapture head. Yes, <laughs> glad to hear. I might, yes. I might steal that term from you. Yeah. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I think somebody, I think somebody has that term. Uh, somebody came up with the chat, uh, but uh, we'll we'll find out. We'll give them credit if needed. But anyway, uh, yeah. Thank you for coming on, Cass. Appreciate your testimony. Appreciate, uh, yeah, everything. We'll be praying for you and uh, your ministry. Uh, keep lifting. Yeah, keep 
being uplifting and encouraging to the younger generation. And uh, it's, it's awesome to see this. It's awesome to see it. And we need more people. We need if more people like you to come Greg, up. If we're still here, Greg, and cast, if you want to come back after your surgery, I think you should come back after your surgery. We'd love to have you back. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. This was great. Thank you. All right, everyone. God bless you all. <laughs>